found in John's Gospel. And we're going to read some verses from chapter 14. You should find it on page 1082 of the Pew Bibles. It's a particularly well-known passage. I remember having to learn it in Sunday school many years ago. And I think I'm probably going to show my age when I say I think I got two and six for being able to repeat it. But it's a particularly well-known passage. We've heard it many times. But tonight I want to look at verse 6 in particular. John 14 from verse 1. Let us attend unto the word of God. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not, my, are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do, so, I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Amen. This passage, as I said, is very well known. It's a favourite for reading, for example, at funerals. And it's a favourite for preaching. Because it tells us so much about our Lord Jesus Christ. And the hope and the comfort that the Gospel brings. And the Gospel itself. The words the Lord Jesus are saying, He spoke the night before his crucifixion. He had brought his disciples together and was celebrating the Passover. And in the midst of it, he begins to teach them many things about God and about the days that lie ahead for them. The days when he shall leave this earth and return to heaven. And that's what he's talking about in this uh, chapter 14 in verses 2 and 3. 
In my father's house are many rooms, if it were not so, I would have told you. And going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that where that you also may be where I am, you know the way to the place where I am going. Jesus tells the disciples, the time is coming for me to end my ministry on earth and return to the Father. But one day I'm coming back and I'm going to take you to be with me. But the disciples, they didn't quite see it that way. They were used to thinking in earthly terms. And just as uh, the Jewish leaders, when Jesus had said he was going away, had thought, is he going away to a foreign country? So the disciples had that idea in their mind. And Thomas speaks up. Thomas was never a man really to be behind the door about speaking his mind. He was the sort of person you would have loved in school when the teacher said, does anybody not understand this? Because Thomas definitely would have put his hand up and you would have been saved the embarrassment of sitting there not understanding and not wanting to put your hand up. So Thomas basically says to him, we are told here, uh, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Thomas says, we don't even know where you are going. You are going to Rome, Greece? Are you going to Asia Minor? Are you going to Africa? Are you going to India? If we don't even know where you're going, how can we know the way? We don't know where to go to. And Jesus has to bring Thomas and the rest of the disciples that he's not speaking about an earthly journey. He's speaking about a spiritual journey. He's speaking about going to heaven. He's speaking about spiritual realities. And these spiritual realities are the most important realities of all. Jesus says to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And these are the words I want us to look at this evening. Because the Lord Jesus in these words gives to Thomas a revelation of his own nature and his own character. The Lord Jesus, as it were, opens to Thomas a little bit more about himself. He says to Thomas, I am the way to God. He says to Thomas, I am the truth that God has revealed. And he says to Thomas, I am the life of everyone who believes in me. And so tonight I want us to look at this saying of Jesus under three headings. First, Jesus is the way of salvation. Secondly, Jesus is the way, is the truth of revelation. And thirdly, Jesus is the life of the believer. The first thing then, the Lord Jesus is the way of salvation. The Lord Jesus is the way of salvation. And the Lord Jesus says here something which is quite remarkable. It's another instance where we've heard these words so often, we don't really realise how important they are. And a word that would have come maybe as a shock to the disciples, that Jesus and he alone is the way to heaven. 
It's an unpopular message in today's world. Men and women today think that, well, you know, God looks very kindly on every religion. Because isn't everybody trying to strive to heaven? I remember many years ago as a student going to a meeting of another religion. I was wondering what what they were going to say. And the woman told the story and she said that all religions were like uh, uh, climbers on a mountain. Some were going up the north face, some were going up the east side of the mountain, some the south and some the west. But all would meet at the top. And that's what many people in our world today believe. It's a very popular thing to believe. But it isn't true. The Lord Jesus says, no one comes to the Father but by him. No one will be saved who does not believe in the Lord Jesus and trust him as their Lord and their Saviour. No one. There's no other way. Jesus is the way that God has appointed for men and women to come back to him. Jesus and Jesus alone brings us salvation. He is the Lamb the verse we opened our service with speaks. The Lamb of God, the one who was the great sacrifice which was able to take away the sins of men and of women. You see, that's why we've been holding the week of outreach. Why many of you have been going round the doors. Because there is no other way of salvation. That message needs to go out to all men and women. The Lord Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And by that he meant every man and woman is to hear this message. The message of Christ. The message of salvation. The message of hope. The message that in this dark world, where men and women are far from God, there is a road. A road back to God. And that road is Jesus Christ. He told in the Sermon on the Mount about a road that was narrow and was difficult and was hard. A narrow road. And in the midst of this world, there is only one road that will bring you to salvation. And that is our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. He is the only road we must walk, the only one in whom we are to believe. The Lord Jesus is the only way to reach heaven. You see, men and women think they can get to heaven under many different roads and many different ways, but they don't reach to heaven. Those other roads fail. Those other roads end up eventually in hell. My friend, are you on the right road? Are you walking in the way of Jesus Christ? Have you trusted in him? Put your trust in him as your Lord and your Saviour. That's why uh, the Reverend Mr. Coulter and those of us who come here preach to you week by week the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there's no other way. We can tell you many and marvellous things We can tell you all about the readings we've been doing and the philosophies of men. 
but they're not worth tuppence because they're not the way to heaven. There is only one way and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why from this pulpit is preached week by week the Lord Jesus Christ. Repentance and faith in him. Because my friend you are lost. You are separated from, your, uh, by, from God by your sins. Your iniquities have separated you from your God the proper desire uh, preached years ago. And you and I by our natures are separate from God. We are lost. We can't find our way back to God. We need someone to come to pick us up, to guide us and to show us the way back to God. Our sins have separated us. We're under the condemnation of a holy and a righteous God. And we have no escape but the Lord Jesus Christ. The, letter, uh, the writer of the Hebrews said, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? And my friend, how will you escape tonight if you neglect the only way of salvation? The Lord Jesus Christ. You see, we need to come to him because he is the way of salvation. But he is also the, way, the truth of revelation. Uh, the second thing I want us to notice, Jesus Christ is the truth of revelation. The truth of revelation. And I'm not thinking here of the book uh, that's called by that name in the Bible. I'm thinking here of the fact that the Lord Jesus is the one who came to tell us what God wanted us to know to show us the way that we were to live, to teach us about God, to teach us about character, and to teach us how in our daily lives we are to show the character of God and his holy nature and his holy character. You see, we are lost because of our sins. And what knowledge of God we have by nature we suppress in our hearts. Paul talks about men knowing that there is a God, but he speaks about them suppressing that truth in unrighteousness. And what does he mean by that? He means that men don't like the truth about God. And so by their sins, they cram it away deep in the recesses of their souls that it doesn't bother them. They try to suppress that knowledge. But they know in their hearts of hearts there is a God. And men and women in many ways know that they are lost. That is why there is such a great demand for things like astrology. For meditation. For all the various religions in the world. There are men and women who are lost. Who realise that there is something amiss but who do not dare to open the door to truth, but will seek in some other way to silence their pain. But the reality is we know nothing about spiritual matters. That's why there's so many religions in the world. People have no true knowledge, and we must be taught. And we are taught of God in Jesus Christ. He sent the prophets. That's why the Old Testament is 
in our Bibles. That's why it's so important. God sent the law, he sent prophets to teach men and women how they were to live, to teach men and women the truth. But ultimately God himself came in his own dear Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be the way of salvation and to teach us the true message, the true way of God. My friends, today, are you listening to that true message of God? Are you listening to the Lord Jesus Christ? We live in an age which seems to have lost the idea of there actually being truth. Everything is just somebody's opinion. They just see it this way and somebody sees it another way and nobody really knows the truth. That's the opinion that the men and women of the world seem to have today. It's the opinion really that newspapers and the television are telling us all the time. It's two sides, three sides, four sides for every story. And nobody really knows the whole truth. Well, somebody does. And that somebody is God. And he sent the Lord Jesus into this world to tell us that truth. To show us that truth in the way he lived. The way he dealt with people. The things he said. The things he did. These are the ways that God wants us to live. And the Lord Jesus is showing us the true life when we look to him as our Lord and our Saviour. Do we want to know what God thinks? Look to the Lord Jesus. Read his word. Here we learn what we must know. Here we learn what we must believe. And here we learn what we are to do. And that's why it's so important that you read the Bible. Maybe tonight you're not a Christian. And you're wondering about where you're going to find the truth. Read the Bible. Take a Bible. Read it. Read the Gospels. Read Matthew. Read John. Read the book of Hebrews. And as you're reading, pray to God these words. Words like this. Lord, please teach me the truth. Show me the way. The way of salvation from your word. And show me who I am. And God will answer that prayer. Tonight, if you know you're lost, you know you don't really know what you are to believe, then turn to the Lord Jesus Christ this evening. Learn of him. Read the scriptures. Read the gospels. Pray for guidance. Call on God. For God has said, then you will call on me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. My friends, the wonderful thing is that the Lord Jesus is not only the way of salvation, he's not only the truth of revelation, he's not only the teacher of how we are to live, he is the one who gives us the life that we need. And so the third thing I want us to notice, the Lord Jesus is the life of a believer. The Lord Jesus is the life of the believer. It's appropriate that these words are read at funerals. Because we are dead, we are dead spiritually. Far from God. Unable to grasp or to understand the great truths unless they're shown to us by the Spirit. We need life. And where are we to find that life? We are to find that life in Jesus Christ. He says he is the way, the truth and the life. 
It's to him we must go. It's to him. Uh, he is the one who will give us spiritual life. He says, for as the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he will. Glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Spiritually dead, life is to be had. It's to be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Go and call upon him. Remember the story of the blind men and blind Bartimaeus, one of them? They cried out to the Lord Jesus as he passed by in Jericho. And he heard, and he turned, and he healed. Cry out to God tonight. Cry to him for life. And you will find that he is the giver of life. Look to him, because he is the way of salvation, the one who by his death bore the sins of those who believe in him upon the cross and bore God's wrath against those sins. That those who believe in him would never know what the wrath of God is. Go, call to him for life. Believe in the words that he has said, the truth that he has taught. Turn, turn to him. Know him as your Lord and as your Saviour, the only one who can give to you eternal life. The Lord Jesus Christ is everything we need. He is our way of salvation. He is the truth in this world of lies. And he is the life in the midst of death. Cry to him for mercy. Turn to him from your sins. Come to the Lord Jesus, that great fountain of life, the bread of life. The only one who could say, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into this world. You sent him to be our Saviour and our Lord. You sent him to be the atonement for our sins. You sent him to be the righteousness we need. You sent him as the way of salvation, the way back to you. We thank you you sent him to teach us the truth. And we thank you, O Lord, that the disciples, these men who met with him in that room that night, committed those truths to what we now call the New Testament. And we thank you for that, that in them we can learn of the Lord Jesus. We can see him in his nature and his character. And we can learn what it is to walk as the people of God in this dark world. We thank you he is the one who gives us life. Indeed, he is the one who gave up his own life that we might live. And we thank you that in his greatness and in his glory, he is the one who has died and risen again into heaven. He is our Lord and our Saviour. 
We pray, O Lord, if any here do not know him tonight, this may be the night when you would open their hearts, that they may give heed to your word, that they may believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and they may go from this place knowing him as their way of salvation, their truth of revelation, and their life as a believer. For it is in his name we pray. Amen. We're going to sing.